Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi everyone, I'm Jerry Bunkowski and welcome to the latest episode of The Racing Beat right here on the Believe Podcast Network. This week's guest, veteran race car driver Max Pappas. We talk a little bit about Max's career, what he's doing these days, and also his very uh, unique relationship with NASCAR Cup driver William Byron. Max, obviously very pivotal in Joey Logano winning his first Cup championship a few years back, and now he's kind of doing the same with William Byron and fully believes that William will indeed win a Cup championship soon. So without further ado, let's tune into this week's episode of The Racing Beat with our guest, Max Pappas. Welcome back to The Racing Beat, and it's my distinct honor to welcome in today's or this week's guest, Max Pappas. I mean, everyone knows who Max is, great race car driver, a great businessman, entrepreneur. Max, thank you ever so much for joining us here on The Racing Beat, and I, you know, I have so many questions to ask you because you've been such a, you know, kind of a renaissance guy. I mean, you, you, you've done so many things in your career. But so I guess the easiest part or the easiest way to start the interview off is what, what I mean, you are involved in business. You have, you know, your company that does steering wheels and, and other products. Uh, you know, you, you obviously racing has been a big part of your life. Tell me about what, you know, what's keeping you busy these days. Is it more of the business end? I mean, are you still trying to get, you know, do some racing as well? I mean, what's keeping you busy these days? Uh, first of all, Jerry, good to be here with you guys. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super busy with a, a few different things, you know, with the ownership of, of MPI, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, with all the running of the company. Uh, plus, uh, I'm the IndyCar steward. You know, right. I've done that for the last five, six years, and I'm the performance advisor for uh, the Car 24 for William Byron uh, right. in NASCAR. So uh, a lot of things happening. You know, besides, uh, you know, with the, obviously with the main focus of uh, being uh, the the owner and operator of MPI. So you know, you're talking about MPI, and you know, how did you get into the business end of things? I mean, obviously, you're known for your racing exploits, but how did you wind up getting into the business and exploits that you're involved in these days and it's keeping you so busy? MPI was born through necessity. You know, I, I was uh, racing in NASCAR and uh, uh, there was a back then, you know, was a very uh, antiquated steering wheel getting used. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was involved uh, in a wreck in uh, Kentucky and uh, hurt one of my wrists. Uh, from there, you know, we sparked the decision of uh, starting uh, a, and looking at the product at the steering wheel in itself. And I had a lot of experience before because uh, I've been sponsored and I've been involved in the steering wheel business uh, uh, back when I raced in Formula One. And I was actually sponsored by two of the major steering wheel manufacturers in the world. Mm-hmm. So it was not something new to me. And uh, it started as a necessity. We started building few steering wheel for me, Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jr. And uh, it grew from there uh, to what the company is now. Now, I understand you also have uh, some kind of a connection with the Pope. Not every driver can say that. I mean, I guess, tell me about that connection. No, I, obviously, I don't have a personal connection with the Pope, you know, at all. But uh, 
the connection between MPI and the Vatican is the fact that uh, the uh, the, um, the vendor that uh, does uh, all the embroidery for MPI mm. has been doing all the vests and uh, the hats of the popes in the last uh, you know two or three generations. So uh, it is some someone that. Uh, uh, you know, has these two things in common. It's amazing that these things happen, and uh, you know, it's uh, just uh, it's just an amazing uh, uh, coincidence and great combination. You know, you're such a Renaissance guy. Like I said earlier, you've done so many things. How does Max Pappas describe Max Pappas? Race car driver, uh, entrepreneur, businessman. You know, what 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 is the label that you would best call yourself? What what makes you you, so to speak? I I usually let other people define who I am. Okay. Uh, I'm a hardworking person, and uh, you know I I have a you know pretty humble background. You know we come from a small village in Italy, and uh, uh, every opportunity that I have in front of me, I'm making the best out of it. You know if I feel that, uh, and uh, I'm I'm pursuing it with every single effort we can. So exactly, uh, right, right. You know, that yeah. is uh, that is. Uh, I always, I, I, I always say, like you know, you gotta when you're around me, you gotta learn which which hat I'm wearing. You know, sometimes I'm wearing the the father's hat, sometimes I'm wearing the owner of MPI hat, sometimes I'm wearing the hat of IndyCar steward. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different, a uh, lot of different opportunities here. MPI's motto, and this is a great motto, is driven by safety, defined by style. That that, that pretty much says everything about not just the company, but you know, just who you are as well, too. I mean, how did you come up with that model? I mean, that's just a great model. It's basically who we are, as you just said. You know, it's uh, you know, there are a lot of companies and people that try to make stuff up. You know, for us, you know, that's exactly who uh, it defines the company, defines who we are. And it was not very complicated because uh, it's embedded in the root of uh, myself and uh, what MPI is. You've based your company so much on the steering wheel aspect and other products as well. What's on the horizon for you on the company in terms of other products? I mean, are you in, in development of other things that you want to expand MPI's reach or, or not? I mean, obviously, there is still a lot to grow within uh, the steering wheel business. You know, we started it, you know, we're a relatively young company, about nine years old. And uh, uh, we are continuously developing that, you know, in racing and non racing. You know, if you, if you see MPI and Devio right now, we are in the marine industry as the official supplier for uh, Mastercraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the side-by-side business, uh, and obviously in every form of racing, you know, from uh, quarter midget to IndyCar to NASCAR uh, to dirt racing to drag racing. Um, it's uh, uh, it's my belief that uh, you gotta do first one things right, right, and. Uh, uh, before exp- um, the, there are a couple of things that we are adding to the line that is uh, uh, taking our steering wheel into the simulation side, you know, where we already have some uh, unit uh, already available for simulation. And uh, um, I've been really focused on creating uh, new and advanced uh, quick releases for the, for our uh, steering wheel, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, that's that's an area that the quick disconnect. It's an area that can be improved, uh, and it's uh, it's something that really interests me. And uh, again, simulation, you know, uh, steering wheel for simulator and seats, you know, those are the two things that we are working at the moment besides the steering wheel. But our number one focus and how MPI will always be defined is a steering wheel company. Gotcha. 
let's talk. Let's now let's move back into Max Pappas, the race car driver. You're over your career and that kind of thing. One of the things I find very interesting about you now is you're also involved in coaching. And a lot of you know great drivers out there have had great coaches, you know, tell them how to become better drivers. You're doing that on the NASCAR side, and I, I think you've done some other coaching as well. How humbling is it for you? How how invigorating is it for you to be a coach for certain drivers, you know, and then teaching them the, the nuances, maybe they don't know certain things or, or you can, you know, share some of your, the, uh, your experiences that, that you've had in your career to make them better race car drivers. Uh, that's a good point. You know, like I, I don't, I don't call myself coach. You know, I am a performance advisor uh, and I only do it for William Byron, you okay. know, so it's something that, uh, I've done it in the past, uh, you know, and I work with Joe Logano. I work with uh, Austin Dillon in the past, mm -hmm. uh, but it's uh, not what I call it a job. It's more my project that I have with William Byron. I've been, uh, I met William when he was about 17 years old, mm -hmm. uh, grew with, uh, you know, helped him to grow within uh, his God gift and his great ability. And the amazing things is that, uh, as I always say, uh, the reason why I don't uh, like it, and I don't really like the word coach is because uh, you can't really teach speed. Mm -hmm. Speed comes from God. Uh, what you do, you can advise a, a driver on how to better approach certain situation, how to grow. Uh, but the, the pure speed, it's something that is natural. You know, it's something inside of you. So uh, I like the word performance advisor because uh, that really is comprehensive. So you 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 make someone that is already great, uh, you know, becoming excellent. Right. And uh, and uh, you kind of uh, add, uh, you know, what I do. I add my 30 years experience to the 22 years old experience of William to make right. him better every day. So that's exactly, and the satisfaction is tremendous because uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's something that can, that it would have been difficult to be done for other people because uh, again, it's a unique relationship that I have for, with William Byron. We have it for a long time, for over six years. And uh, uh, it's a project that I have and uh, you know, we're getting close. The project will, be, uh, will come to a possible conclusion when William will win his cup championship. And uh, I don't think we're that far. Would you envision yourself uh, being a performance advisor to other drivers in the future at all? After, you know, I mean, once, like you're saying, with William, uh, if and when William does win a championship, that would kind of conclude the, the situation you have with him. I mean, would you consider being uh, an advisor to other drivers in the future at all? I mean, I never say no. Uh, you know, obviously, it has to be some, uh, you know, special circumstances, you know, like because you got to work with people that uh, they have. Uh, they, they, they want to want it more than you want it or mm -hmm. as much as you want it. So uh, I, I never say no, you know, you know, it's a pretty unique things that happened with, uh, with William. It was unique. What happened with uh, uh, as well with, um, uh, with Joe Logano in the beginning, it might happen that uh, in the future you can find, I can find uh, another, you know, motivation, another person, but uh, uh, let's see what, let's see what the future holds. Exactly. Exactly. You've been involved in so many different racing series in your career, F1, Champ Car, IndyCar, NASCAR, Stadium Super Trucks. Um, you, your versatility, I think, has been one of the biggest uh, things that mark you as a driver. You know, you can do pretty much any series. Can you talk about how 
you've been able to be so versatile across all kinds of different platforms of motorsports. What is it about you, your talent, your experience that you've been able to, to succeed in all those different realms? I believe that race car driver uh, should drive anything, anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, some time for me was for situational things happened, and I found myself, uh, you know, being uh, going from one series to another. To another, uh, other times was just uh, uh, adaptability. I know that uh, being able to perform, uh, like in life, you know, different things. Uh, and being uh, in have a great adaptability, it's uh, it's a gift that uh, uh, that I like to nurture, and uh, that's why you see me doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, it nothing scares uh, uh, scares me, or it's always a challenge. And obviously, you know the, the challenges now we have, you know, with being uh, uh, we're running a business like MPI and. Uh, uh, working, you know, performance advisor William and the IndyCar stewarding, it keeps my plate super full. You know, looking at you, I mean, you look in fantastic shape. You're 51 years old. Do you ever get that desire to want to get back behind the wheel and, and get in some racing? No, first of all, I'm not retired. You know, okay, so, all right. Tell me uh, about that then. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's absolutely clear. You know, I'm not retired, and uh, uh, if uh, I always had uh, talks about uh, running the Daytona 24 hours, Sebring 12 hour, maybe running some more NASCAR races on road courses. Uh, obviously, I don't call racing my uh, my job anymore, you know, because you know it's not in terms of like uh, competing. Uh, but racing in itself is my job, is my is my profession. So uh, to answer your question. Um, I am available yesterday. <laughs> well, that kind of leads me to my next question because uh, I, I understand you have an affiliation with uh, this new superstar racing experience. Uh, have you guys talked about maybe you getting behind the wheel and, and getting in some of those races? I mean, I, I've, I've talked to Ray Everham quite a bit. Tony Stewart, I know, is a good friend of yours. Any thoughts about getting involved in that at all? I mean, I, uh, I obviously talked to uh, Ray about having the of putting me part of the, of the SRX. Uh, I know that this year was not one, but mm, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like uh, if uh, if I would be in one of them next year. You know, I want to do it. I love it. Uh, IROC was uh, one of the highlights of my career. And uh, SRX, uh, they resurrected IROC. They've been doing uh, a tremendous job with it. So mm, I would love to be part of it. Okay. Um, this is maybe a difficult question to answer, but... Of all the series you've raced in over the years, what's been the most challenging series for you? I mean, what was, uh, you know, what was the, I don't want, I hate to use the word the hardest series, but what was the one that gave you the biggest challenge uh, behind the wheel? You know, was it F1? Was it cart? Was it IndyCar? Was it super trucks, NASCAR? What, what series was, you know, that's the, actually a, that's actually, a, yeah, that's actually a very good question, okay. you know, because uh, what I learned through my career is that uh, what I really, liked about racing is the competition mm-hmm. is not uh, uh, what I race. I, I, ask, I, get the, I get asked this question quite a bit on uh, what did you like the best? What was the most difficult things? And uh, it was all about uh, who I competed with, mm-hmm. it, not the series. So I, I can bring back some uh, tremendous memory from competing in karting when I was uh, 17, 18. 
so again, you know, it's uh, to me what drives me is competition. Every series I've been involved has been very unique on that. The one that was definitely most difficult to adapt was definitely NASCAR because uh, okay. it was uh, the furthest away from my natural instinct. And how how did you adapt to I me? Mean, what was what did you go through to essentially learn the ropes in NASCAR, so to speak? But first of all, there was absolutely no data, no number to look when I competed. That was that made it extremely difficult, mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that uh, uh, it's uh, a complete different sport. You know, it would be like um, you know you need to improvise with precision, and uh, it's. Uh, uh, although it's a car with four wheel, the principle of how NASCAR operates uh, and how the car drives uh, is completely different than anything else I drove. And mainly the fact that uh, there was uh, no information coming from the car that made uh, the learning curve very difficult. Right, exactly. When you look back at your career, and again, you know, talking about your versatility and being in so many different series, when you sit down and, you know, go back through your career, you're through your personal memory bank, what's for one, two, three, whatever, best moments, most successful moments, you know, the, the highlights of your career. What do you feel is the, the, the highlight of your career? It's a good question because uh, I, I don't seldom sit down and look at the past. I look at my future. Mm-hmm. And uh, the past is something that I am happy about. It, you know, I would say that definitely coming over to the United States, being able to compete uh, in Daytona the first year in 96, uh, winning an IndyCar was a huge achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning a championship for Chip Ganassi Racing uh, was great. Uh, racing at Le Mans for Corvette Racing was a huge step in my career. And uh, and IROC, mm-hmm. you know, racing IROC was a great great honor. So all of them, all of the above, and uh, and obviously being uh, the European NASCAR, uh, the, the European driver with most NASCAR start in the history. That's something right. that surprised me a lot. You know, before we started recording, you, you know, you talked off air about uh, your sons. And I, was, I wanted to ask you about Marco and Matteo. And you said they're basketball players. They're not, they, they probably won't be race, race car drivers. I mean, uh, tell me about why they like basketball more than racing, if you will. It's like asking me, why did I like racing? <laughs> Every, you know, I allow my, I let my children choose what they would fit the best for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm not one of those parents that tell them you got to do this, you got to do that, or let them experience whatever they want. My father never told me that I had to be a race car driver. You know, I, I went through the challenges. I made it, I, I guess I was the only real sport that I was good at. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I said, my oldest son, uh, Marco, has the exact same passion that I have for uh, racing, for competing. He has it for basketball. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm, you know, never say ever. You know, might there might be uh, another max, uh, another path is uh, in racing. But mm, I, I see them. I, I see myself buying an NBA ticket before uh, buying an, an, a ticket to go to the NBA. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, l- looking at um, you know where you're at right now in your career. You know, you're still active as a driver, like you said. You know, the company, the business. What, where, where do you see yourself? Let's say ten years from now. I mean, it's pretty much still doing the same thing. I mean, will 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 you ever um, you know step away from the wheel behind the wheel permanently, or you know, the, obviously you want to make the business grow even bigger and so successful already and get more successful. Where do you see yourself in about ten years from now? 
Mm, I see myself uh, fishing. Fishing? Oh, you got to tell me this. I got to hear this story. Come on. No, you know, uh, uh, what I'm saying, you know, honestly, is uh, it's difficult to predict the future. You know, like uh, what I know that uh, I still have tremendous amount of energy, you know, and I laid in the, I'm going to lay it in uh, into my uh, everyday, you know, activity that I do. Uh, whatever that will, whatever that will take, you know, I definitely, I'm not planning to, uh, to uh, uh, work until I'm 90 years old. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, a lot of interest uh, in a lot of different things. So like, uh, as of today, I'm looking at uh, the opportunity that I have in front of me and uh, making the best out of them. And uh, whatever that uh, means, uh, uh, whatever that will take me in the next uh, four or five years, we will see. You know, a couple but, more questions, Max. You've been very generous with your time, so I just got a couple more questions. This is a question you may never may have never been asked before. <laughs> you know, because racing has been your life all through your career. If you hadn't got into racing, what do you think you might have gone into? What kind of a profession do you think you would have done? I'm an extremely competitive person, so uh, most likely, uh, you know, I don't know because I always thought about racing. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, uh, whatever else I would have done, I would have done it with the same uh, with the same emphasis. Like uh, uh, I would have never thought I would have been a, a business owner. Now I am. Mm -hmm. So um, something that I always always enjoyed is is uh, uh, working on uh, you know working on the outdoor. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know. Yeah, I talked to Chip. I'm sorry. That's something that uh, maybe I might, might have seen myself uh, running uh, running some sort of business related to the outdoors. Gotcha. I talked to Chip not too long ago, and we talked about different drivers. And I, I asked him about Max Pappas. And the one word Chip said about you, and I find this so uh, refreshing the way he said it. He said the word that he best describes you at is passion. You are so passionate about everything you do, you know, be it as a race car driver, as a businessman, you know, when, when somebody says that, you know, passion defines you, that's, that's gotta be pretty humbling to hear that somebody, you know, especially somebody like Chip, who's been, you know, a friend of yours for such a long time, you've raced for him, you won a championship for him. When he says that, you know, passion is a thing that he thinks of first when he thinks of you, that, that's gotta be pretty humbling, I would imagine. Uh, that, that's a huge thing for me. You know, when I hear, uh, obviously, in life, uh, if you go in life uh, without passion, you go, you're, you're just a passenger. And uh, uh, I don't have passion for everything, but I definitely have passion that motivates me. Uh, and uh, it's glad to see that uh, someone that I respect a lot, like Chip, you know, sees that in me. And that's what I see in him as well. You know, he has, uh, he, you're driven by uh, pursuit of excellence in everything you do. And uh, that's how I look at it. And, any final thoughts about you, your career, maybe a questions we haven't covered that you feel would be important that, you know, the listeners, you know, would, would, uh, would definitely enjoy hearing them. Anything that we haven't, uh, I haven't asked you about that you feel that you'd want to mention, you know, at this point. I mean, I think that uh, uh, people always ask uh, about who me, me, me. And uh, sometimes it's nice to talk about, uh, you know, the most important part that is that there's my family, mm -hmm. you know, is the fact that uh, I have two beautiful children, you know, Tatiana, my wife, uh, she's uh, working with, uh, you know, I'm working with her here in MPI. And, uh, and those are the, the things that, I, that they are really uh, what create who I am, you know, yeah. the rest uh, is an accessory, you know, like a racing as well is just an accessory towards what I'm doing. So um, 
my my biggest uh, goals and biggest achievement are my family and uh, who I am for them. So to me, I think that's uh, uh, what speaks about uh, myself more than anything else. And uh, I'm proud uh, to, you know, I'm proud to have created uh, uh, and to have, you know, to have a family to grow. And uh, this is, uh, uh, if, if they would have, if you ask me, what's your biggest uh, uh, accomplishment or what's your biggest goal? To me, that's the, that's the one in my life. Bigger very than well any racing. Very well said. Very well said. Jerry, I appreciate. And, uh, you know, as the last thing, as you mentioned before, I was thinking about it. You know, one of the things that uh, I always uh, like to say is all the race fans uh, and all the people that have been supporting my career like you, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm extremely grateful to even have the opportunity to be able to to have uh, sparked your uh, interest in me, and uh, and I like to look at the opportunity that I had in life like a, a God gift and uh, making the best out of it. So uh, I'm the perfect example that uh, with uh, determination, will, and uh, good planning, things can happen. So. I'm, uh, I'm grateful and I want to thank every single race fans that ever came to me, you know, and even the future one that there will be. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Your passion is the passion that drives me every day uh, to do better, to be better and to be, my, uh, to be myself. So grateful uh, for all the love that I feel every day when I'm around, when I'm on the track, when I'm talking to you. So thank you. And like, like Chip said, there's that word, passion, exactly. So, Max, again, thank you ever so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. And uh, continue success with everything. And we'll be talking to you soon down the road then, okay? Take care, Max. Awesome. Larry, thank you. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. You too. All right. There you have it. Our interview with Max Pappas right here on The Racing Beat. We've got a lot more shows coming up here in the next few weeks, so definitely stay tuned, and you're, I think you're really going to enjoy some of the guests we have lined up. Not going to spill the beans, but we've got a couple of big ones really coming up soon. So, again, thanks ever so much for listening to the Racing Beat Podcast, and we look forward to you hearing more right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.